Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another word-filled message by David Entry. Preaching is the means by which God manifests his word and nourishes our spirits. May the life of God enter into you and you as you listen to this message. Be blessed. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Genesis 33. Verse, now, from verse 1 was when Jacob, you know Jacob was afraid to meet Esau. And so, when he was about to go, he schemed he again. There in Genesis 28, he schemed and then divided the people into two. And then he showed them how to go, go and please Esau and all that. None of them worked. And so, the Bible said that that night he prayed when God appeared to him and he said that I'll bless you and keep you wherever you go. Now, when Jacob finished, when he read, he realized that he, he used the pillow, that, the stone he used for pillow. The Bible said he erected it as a pillar and then he poured oil on it. And when he was pouring, do you know what he said? He said the things that God said, but he said that, God, if you keep me where I'm going and coming, but God has already spoken to him that I'm going to keep you. He said, God, if you keep me where I'm going and coming, and then he added something God didn't add. He said, and give me food to eat and dress to wear. God, when God is dealing with you, he's thinking about the bigger picture. You're also always thinking about, oh, my food and my shoe and my... We are thinking so much about our immediate need that sometimes it begins to interfere with God. Jacob, God said that I'm going to keep you where you are going. It's, God knows what he was doing. It's his plan. Jacob said, okay, God, keep me where I'm going and come and give me food to eat and give me um, uh, clothing. And I said, when you bring me back, then I'll give you my tight. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are, are you seeing yourself like Jacob? <laughs> Amen. And so when he went to meet his brother, he prayed and all did all that. He went to meet his brother. After he made that prayer, he prayed. God, God didn't show up. But after the prayer, he sent his wife and his wives in branches ahead. Then Bible said, then God appeared and God, a man wrestled with him. Not when he was praying. When he has been praying and done, man wrestled with him. God comes in at a time sometimes you never, you didn't expect God always shows up. He comes in. The way he shows up to help you, that's why sometimes he also shows up to deal with you. Somebody say, oh God, teach me how to be humble. Teach me how to be humble. I want to be humble. And then some situation you never expect. This one, so what you do is, this one, I know I ask God to be humble, but this one, I have to deal with this one. <laughs> hey! God, teach me how to be humble. Teach me how to be patient. Teach me how to, and then situation crops up and you you for something holy ghost remind you but you said you wanted to be patient you tell the holy ghost no this is not one this one i'll deal with it there's another patient i'll go not this one <laughs> you know you know you know what i'm talking about when we ask see we always want god to come from our our own understanding so what we have cut for him god come this way but he said your ways are not my ways neither your thoughts my thoughts the way my the heavens are higher than the earth. That's how my ways are higher than your ways. Just throw your hand, your life into his everlasting arms and relax. Know that he will help you. Just obey him and he will do it. And so when Jacob got there in Genesis chapter 33, he went to meet Esau and verse 5, verse 4, Bible says that Esau ran to him and embraced him. And when Esau embraced, the one who was coming to kill him came and embraced him. And after he had embraced him and they exchanged a few words. Now let's go to the verse and let me show you something there. They spoke and he showed him his children and his family. Verse 10. And Jacob said, Jacob gave him a gift. And Esau said, no, I don't, I don't want to take it. Keep it for yourself. Verse 10 said, and Jacob said, nay, I pray thee, if now I have found grace in thy sight, then receive my present at my hand. 
For, for therefore I have seen thy face as though I have seen the face of God and was pleased with me. Now, you remember the meaning of Peniel? Peniel last week, if you are listening to me on tape, get the previous message. You understand? Peniel just simply means, the original meaning is the face of God. Now, Jacob is saying here that now I've seen your face. I'm pleased. I've seen your face as I've seen the face of God. Now, that Peniel experience affected him so much that the, the things that he was afraid of in life now, he was seeing them in the light of Peniel. In the light of his experience with God. So that is why God seeks to affect you in a particular way that every aspect of your life, you begin to interpret it in the light of your encounter. with. When you have an encounter with God, everything that happens for after that encounter, you begin to you deal with it or handle it or see it in the light of your encounter with God. Hallelujah. And that is how you begin to win with God. Praise the Lord. And so, Jacob, you realize that Peniel will affect you desperately and seriously. Now, Jacob was going to Bethel. When you read the uh, text in Genesis chapter 35, God came to Jacob and he said, go back to Bethel. So, he was on his way to Bethel. Praise say Bethel. After he had met his brother and everything had been sorted out, he was on his way to Bethel. And then, let's he went through a place when, when he met his brother, they had the chat and all that. He settled in a place called Shechem. That was still part of Canaan. Shechem, S-H, is in the Bible in Genesis chapter 33, the one we just read, 33 verse 20 or 18 to 20. You see that Joseph, Joseph settled there and he bought a piece of land there. That's not where God said he should go, but he went to settle there and bought a piece of land there. You know, he's always smart. He wants to do something. But that's not what I'm... See, what, 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 what do I want to... I want us to learn from here. Anytime God... God can deal with you in Peniel, but then there are still other things he still has to do. The discipline of God is in a process, not all at once. So God deals with us step by step, little by little, working on us. Somebody say, working on us. Say, work on me, Lord. Oh, say like you mean it. Say, work on me, Lord. And so he went and bought the land in Shechem. And then Bible says that he bought, when he bought the land, he erected an altar and then he called the place of the altar is there in the Bible. Genesis chapter 33 verse 20. And he erected an altar and called it El Elohe Israel, which means the God, the God of Israel. Now, who is Israel? His name is Israel. He called the place the God of Israel. He has always been saying, God of, um, we always know God of Abraham, God of Isaac, Isaac. Now, he was so confident because he had had an encounter with God that he called the place the God of Israel. Now, that God, the God of Israel, or El, um, El Elohe um, Israel, also means that the God of Israel is God indeed. <laughs> my God is God. Somebody say, my God is God indeed. Say like you mean, my God is God indeed. Hallelujah. Or it also means that God is indeed the God of Israel. Hallelujah. And so he called the name there. And then the verse 39, go to the verse 35, and God appeared to him and told him that you are not supposed to be settling in the Shechem, move to Bethel. Somebody say move to Bethel. And then, so verse 35, Genesis chapter 35. And, and God said unto Jacob, Arise, go to Bethel and dwell there, and make there an altar unto God that appeared to thee um, when thou fled from 
the face of Esau, thy brother. And then when you read down, he said, verse 2, Joseph, Jacob told his people that put away the strange gods from amongst you. Now, what's the meaning of Bethel? Bethel means that the house of God is very important. Take note of that. The house of God. What's the house of God? The house of God means the body of Christ. The house of God, the body of Christ, the family of God. And so God, he was going to Bethel, but from Sikkim, she came to Bethel. He told his everybody that was with him that put away the foreign gods because we are going to Bethel. We are going into the body of Christ. When you are in the body of Christ, the work of sin, sin, sin must be put away in order to be able to really enjoy the house of God fully. Shechem means the strength of the shoulder. You don't need to write it. You can write it if you want. Shechem means the strength of the shoulder. Now, the Bible, if you read Isaiah, it says that and the government, unto us a, a child is born, unto us a child is born, and to us a, a, a son is given, and his government shall be on his shoulder. Shoulder is a sign of strength. And Shechem means shoulder, or the strength of shoulder. And so the power in Christ is what gives you the ability to deal with the sin in your life. Not your own strength, but the power, that's why I said that the government shall be on the shoulder of Christ. The power in Christ is what gives you the ability to deal with your weakness or the, to deal with the sin in your life. Say the strength of God. And so you have to deal with that and then they get into Bethel. And so they went, they got to Bethel. That's Genesis chapter 35 verse 1. They went to battle. Thank you, Jesus Christ. Verse 5 says that, and they journeyed. Say, and they journeyed. They journeyed. They They moved on. You must move on from every state you are into... You see, Bethel means the house of God. The body of Christ means... The body of Christ is only one person. The body of Christ is not an individual. The body of Christ sends signals of Cooperation, and so you must move from God, your God being just an in your personal all about you, into the house of God where it is our God, so that you think about God and you relate to God in the light of what He's doing in the body of Christ. This is serious. Your relationship with God better means that. No more individuality. So it's not about individual testimonies or individual vessel. How God has done this for me. How God, but it, it is about the testimony of God's house. It's about the miracle of God's house. It's about God using his house as a vessel, not necessarily an individual. So battle is the house of God. Get to battle. Tell somebody to get to battle. Tell the person, get to battle. Now, before you get to Bethel, where you begin to think at Bethel, where you begin to think about the house of God, the body of Christ, where Christ is who matters, what matters, you must definitely pass through Penel. He deals with your flesh so that you can get to Bethel. Because in the flesh is not useful for Bethel. <laughs> Say my flesh. The flesh is not useful for battle. Pastor, what are you saying? All these things, I'm, what I'm simply saying is that 
for God to find you useful and to get to where God you have to come out of your individual life and your individual mind individual mind or self-centered mind and oh it's about I don't feel like this I didn't like this I don't like this I said, that you must come out of that but you see you can't come out of it if God has not touched your flesh God doesn't touch your natural life where you realize that your natural life is your enemy in the relation with God. So that when people begin to think uh, 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 it's, all, it's always uh, the way you know I'm gifted and my gifting is I can really sit down and think when somebody when somebody's doing something I can easily calculate and know that this is where he's coming from. And then you are always intellectualizing. Sometimes let's say okay somebody saw you he said oh hello my sister and he said the way he even said hello I'm sure that he has something on his mind. That's judgmentalism. Because you are so smart in interpreting people's ways. Now you come to the, in the house of God, you come in God and you are still using that smartness. So everything somebody even does in, in the house of God, so long as your work with Christ is concerned, anything you, you interpret it with that smartness. So God has to break that smartness so long as his house is concerned. So that he can interpret things for you or you interpret things in the light of his word. Say divine interpretation. Say Bethel. Bethel is very important in our work with God. Many, oh, I like, I like where I'm coming to. 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 But before I get there, let's read a little down. Because in Bethel, you know God didn't tell, his, tell him his name when he fought with him in Penel? He asked, I didn't tell his name. But what Jacob did not hear in, Beth, in, in Penel, he heard in Bethel. He told, his, he told him his name. God told him. Bethel is where you have a better picture of God. And if, you see, you cannot live your Christian life in isolation. Now, Bethel was not the end. I'm, 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 I'm going to end on something, but it's just, you can't live your Christian life in isolation. Show me a Christian who is not committed in, in the, any local assembly, and I'll show you somebody who doesn't really have any proper relation with God. If you are not committed in any local assembly, in relationship with God. How can you serve God? You must, you see, God is taking you into battle. Somebody say battle. So he told him, get up and get to battle. But he knew that battle your flesh. How many of you understand that? The reason why most people leave churches, or the reason why most people don't feel comfortable in churches, one of the major reasons is, is they are all about their personalities and how they think and how somebody spoke to them and how somebody did this like this and how, you know, as for me, when we were born, we were born and we were always speaking in a particular way. So when I come and I meet some people who speak this way, I can't stand. God will deal with that natural flesh of we are always speaking this way. He will do it. Hallelujah. You get where I'm coming from? And so it's the flesh that doesn't make people. People, you, you see people who once we said that, oh, this is the church I know God has sent me to be. This is the best. This is the best. In fact, there was a time somebody wrote a letter to me. He said that you are the wisest man I've ever seen. <laughs> And then you know, you know, but when you are a child of God, you don't let these things get into you. God should be your source, and your living should be for God. But it happens. Sometimes people are so overwhelmed in their emotions with what God has done through you that they feel that as for you, you just drop from heaven. You're an angel. So they visit the gents with you, and they see that you also. <laughs> no, that's not what I mean. <laughs> 
Or till they come to your house and they see that you are eating what they also have been eating. And then uh, you are not any different from me. You see, what makes a person different is his knowledge of God and the experience he had in God. But we are all the same human beings. It's very important. And this same person, there was a time something happened and I had to use leadership, what I may think, that leadership, and I spoke in a party. The person, ah, you, you, that is a very foolish thing to do. You know, no, no, don't take it, it doesn't matter. That's the person's opinion. But what I'm trying to say is that the, the flesh will come in at a place where you never expected. When Peter told Jesus Christ that I will die with you, Jesus said, I know you. And when they said, Jesus said, Peter is one of them, he be, Bible said he began to swear. <laughs> he, he began to swear. I'm sure he was cursing them all. <laughs> he was swearing. But he was not sure I'm going to do it. So for you to be successful in the body of Christ as you know, a corporate thing, the God needs to constantly deal with the flesh. How many of you understand that when you get involved in church, that's when you realize sometimes you get offended. It's easy to it's easy to be offended when you are more involved. When you come and sit down, like yes, come and then you close, hallelujah, you close and go, you won't be offended. But Pastor or what your leader says that, or maybe you are in the ocean, ocean department, the leader said, let's meet here at four. And you went through all kinds of difficulty and come and meet here. And then 438, the leader of the, <laughs> of the ocean is now coming. And it happens like that. You get offended. Sometimes you feel like, I won't even do it again. Hello? So that is where the, the, your feelings, the, the issues that are in your flesh. Somebody can say, Hey, let's say three people are here. I say, hey, one person can be offended, two will not be offended. So, why is it not the same? Hey, no, it's the way their flesh react to issues. The way they, they are not, when I say flesh, no, personality, the way you handle things. And so, the things that interfere with our getting successful into the house of God, into Bethel, is personal. I say personality. I don't need to dwell too much on that because I have to bring it to, to a, a close. So the flesh, God will always target on dealing with the flesh because he's taking you somewhere. He's taking you somewhere. Amen. God is taking you somewhere. Amen. God is taking you somewhere. Amen. And so look at verse 11. And, uh, and God said unto him, I am the God Almighty. He told him his name now. What did he hear in Peniel? He heard in Bethel. God said, I am the God Almighty. Praise God. Now, what I want you to notice that is God then took him further and then when you read the scriptures very carefully, you realize that God took him, he had to end up in Hebron. Verse 27 and Jacob came unto his father and he, um, yeah, he came unto his father, unto Mamre, unto the city of Abba, which is Hebron. Say Hebron. Yes. And so Abraham to God took him through Sikkim, Bethel, and Hebron. Hebron was where Abraham lived his life. Hebron was where Isaac lived. In fact, he was alive when Jacob got there. And Jacob had to go and join them. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. What is Hebron? Hebron, the, in the original word, means fellowship. Say fellowship. And so Bethel is not enough. You must go forward to Hebron where fellowship takes place. 
Now, the Greek word for fellowship is koinonia. That's one of the names for the, the given to the church. The name, the, one of the words, the, the, the Greek words that was translated as church in the Bible. Somebody say koinonia. Wednesday we'll be dealing with very much on that koinonia. So he says that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost. Jacob realized that he could do nothing of his own. See, when you get to Hebron, you realize that you can't do anything of your own on your own. You need the fellowship with the others. God doesn't just work in isolation. Watch this. You can never be a Christian without Christ. You can't be a Christian without Christ or outside of Christ. Likewise, you can't be a Christian outside the body of Christ. There needs to be an integration fellowship. Say fellowship. God is not just interested in helping you uh, dealing with your flesh. He has to deal with your flesh in order to get you to Bethel. Then when you see Bethel, you can have fellowship. Everything had to end up in fellowship. Everything God is doing have to end. What, what is the fellowship? Fellowship is when God becomes, mm, thank you Lord, he becomes our main supplier. Then, So when I'm fellowshipping with her, God, she begins to, God uses her to supply me with Christ. Christ is our life supply, but I begin to receive Christ through her. So we begin to enjoy Christ through one another. That is what God has marked for us. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.